How does idolatry play a pivotal role in how we see the world? How do we deal with the idols we create and can't let go? What steps can we take to keep God number one in our lives? In this podcast, Mike Boston, Trey Fowler, and special guest Mike Boston Jr. discuss how to identify, address, and tackle idolatry head-on God's way. Mike Boston is an author, speaker, teacher, and senior pastor. And this is the Guarding the Truth podcast. Let me start off by asking, why? This we're, we're going now. We did say, you know, going into the Christmas season, idols would be would be a good way to kind of kick this thing off. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could tell me um, why idols kind of played the Christmas season and the holiday season this time of the year. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's it's obvious the fact that, you know, many people uh, turn what should be a very sacred day into a very secular day. And I guess I should probably say not only a secular day, but a secular week, a secular month, even a secular season. Um so I don't think it's a better example uh, of idols and idolatry on a global scale than during the Christmas holidays. Um, uh, also, you know, uh, every week I teach, share, talk, train people from uh, all age groups, um, genders, races, ethnicities, and um, educational professional backgrounds. And, and, and a few weeks ago when we were, I was working through this, I just kind of queried them and, um, I questioned those people from all those spectrums and fields, and, 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 and I discovered something as I was talking to them about idols and idolatry. And, and what I discovered was many were unaware mm. that they were engaging in idolatry themselves. Yeah. And so out of great love always for those I have the privilege of leading, teaching, and just sharing with on a weekly basis, which would be Conqueror's Bible Fellowship Church, our church, God bless, amen. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I got to mention them, man. Uh, I've been moved to to make clear, I guess I would say, what idols and idolatry is with the hope that uh, it would help folk make God number one again. And I think uh, we'll make that clearer in a little bit. But yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah this season. Well, I think that I think this season, it's easy. It's really easy. I mean, really easy to make God Number two. Or three. Or four. Five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to find God sometime in these seasons, you know? Yeah. 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 I would think that, uh, like you said, during this season is a, a definitely a, a hot topic, but to make God not your idol, but even before the season, you know, you see yourself. We, we decide to make idols – on Saturday, you know, if we we go to that point. So, you're definitely right about, you know. Well, I mean, when you look at, when you look at, I guess, those, it's easy to get caught up in the idols, you know, because, I mean, you think about it, you know, it's, it's, it's the holiday season. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are focusing more on, you know, hey, I need to, I need to get my significant other a gift. I got to do this. I got to do that. 
we're going to travel, which you probably shouldn't be traveling. Not, not this and, You know, I mean, <laughs> you probably shouldn't. But um, but there, I think there's so many things that cloud, you know, our just our judgment when it comes to the holidays. And we just, we, for, we literally, I mean, you see the signs in people's yards. You know, you you forget about the what the reason for the season. You know, I think that's a, I think that's that's an understatement. You know, when, when it comes to uh, the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I think what happens is people, you know, kind of, and we've used this term. So for the sake of someone viewing this and and not being clear on what we're talking about, you know, a lot of people don't really know what an idol is. And if they don't know what an idol is, you don't even know what you're looking for. They don't even know when they're engaging or not engaging yeah. in idolatry. Yeah. And so let, let, let me just kind of lay some groundwork for that. And an idol can be anything or anyone who competes for your for God's ultimate loyalty, mm-hmm. ultimate loyalty. Yeah. An idol can be anything that competes for God's ultimate loyalty. Bad things can be idols, and most people think just bad things are idols, but, you know, a good thing can become an idol, and if it becomes an idol, it will become idolatry. Simply said, I think we talked about it like this when I said it to the church, an idol is any unauthorized, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have the right, uh, noun, which is a person, place, or thing, that you look to for your ultimate source of stimulation or satisfaction, or whatever, however you want to say it. So, so an idol can, can lead you into committing idolatry, uh, and it can be anything that has your ultimate focus, you know, as it relates to, you know, satisfying yourself. Uh, uh, I hope you understand what I'm saying. So, so okay, let's say, get, well, okay. always, you know, practical illustrations, examples, oh. right? So, new truck. Right. Oh, don't use me. <laughs> <laughs> New truck, you know. Um, so he told me, hold on, Bert. He told, <laughs> he told me during church, right? Uh-huh. So Who was he? Pastor Boston, uh, my, <laughs> my father. Uh, you know, during the beginning of COVID, I got my truck right. Actually, I think COVID, was, yeah, COVID happened in December of last year. Yeah, yeah. I got it right at the beginning of the, of the peak. Yeah. Know, the, so this was February. And so, you know, we had oh, to stop that's church. Right. That's right. Yeah. We had to stop church. And so he's doing his sermons over the uh, over the live stream, yeah. right? Live yeah. streaming sermons, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm part of media team, but I don't have to be here every Sunday. You yeah. Just the Sundays, you know, you got to do media. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm, I say, you know what? Let me wake up. Let me stay busy because if I sit here and watch it, <laughs> I meant the first Sunday, I, I catch myself on my couch, you know, leaning back, going to sleep. Yeah. So I said, no, I'm going to stay busy while I'm listening to church yeah. because – it's yeah, the, it's the best thing to do. Yeah, you know? so I decided. Well, I'm gonna wash my truck during yeah. the church, and so he blasted me during a uh, Sunday sermon, said how we got people that's not even paying attention to Christ, and it's right because when I get back there to the rims, I got to get on it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right, you know. Uh, you, you know, I, I even though I I would never make my truck my idol, I would think I wouldn't. Yeah, my actions. What. Your actions speak louder than your words. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so sometimes, again, we say we th- things that we don't know that idols. Yeah. Person, place, or thing, and now, you know. Yeah. You start acting. But what so, what would you say, what would you say, what would you say are some things that would lead up to, lead up to 
something's becoming an idol. And for instance, I mean, we're all married, right? Mm-hmm. We love our wives. Yes, sir. How do we avoid them becoming idols? Because I believe it's, again, it could be a person, place, or thing. Mm-hmm. Our kids, mm-hmm. significant others, mm-hmm. our house, the neighborhood, the job. Mm-hmm. How do we ensure that those don't become an idol? An idol? I, I, I think, you know, by definition, uh, that statement that we coined when I preached this, um, the safest way to do that is rule number one. Never make God. Yeah. What? Never make God your number two. Never make God number two. Yeah. <laughs> um, rule, so, so explain but that. Rule but it's easy, one. though. Yeah. <laughs> explain rule number one, never make God your number two. What What do you mean by that when you when that's it? Well, you know, God has to have a place of priority in, in, in our lives. And uh, if we look at Exodus, like, can I, let me pull up a scripture. Exodus um, 20. Uh, chapter 20 verses really three through five, but let me, let me read verses one through five Exodus 20 verses one through five. Then God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord, your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other God, small G before me. You shall not make for yourselves an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above on the earth or beneath it or in the water underneath the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them for I, the Lord, your God am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Now, uh, that's some strong terminology there, but uh, mm. a couple of things that you do extract from that, those are the Ten Commandments. Uh, I mean, that's the introduction to Ten Commandments. One of the things that uh, I like to make known about the Ten Commandments is the first three verses, the first three commandments of the Ten Commandments deal with idolatry. That tells you how important that is to God. <laughs> that if one third at the front of the top ten, yeah, if one if the first third of yeah. the top ten deals with idolatry or idols, then that tells you how God feels about that. And so, um, uh, the the first three tell us how God feel about it, and then what we find ourselves doing now is understanding this is how God feels about it. So when God says, when I say rule number one, never make God number two, then that stands for everything. Uh, My wife has learned over the years that even when I make God number one, then in making him number one, to answer your question, Uh Um, she is going to get treated like Ephesians chapter five. Mm. I'm going to serve her, wash her, wash her with the word. I'm going to lead with integrity. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to love her as I love myself. And so that, that there won't be an out of balance Mm. if we keep God number one. Right. And our wife's number two, the truth of the matter is, is going to be in perfect balance. Uh, And, and, and when we flip, and allow something two or three to take place, number one, what does God say in Exodus? He says, I am a 
jealous God. God. And he even and, and people miss this. He says, on the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me. You gotta understand, God views when you treat him as a number two. God sees that as hate toward him. Yeah. Not you know, so you're saying God might be in his feelings a little bit. Well, he has a right to be in his feelings. <laughs> I'm not just busy because, I'm, I'm, but I feel hate toward. Yeah, yeah. but he's God. Like that's how you really feel about me, though. But he's God. Yeah, uh, you know, there's times when you got two beautiful little girls right now. When you playing with one and don't play with the other one, and the other one run oh, up, that's that, a problem. Okay, there's a problem, right? <laughs> now they, problem. they they get in what you say their feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 God. The, the creator, the sovereign sustainer, uh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Ra, the God of the universe. He tells us, he said, uh, I'm learning this from y'all. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. Uh, I'm God. Yeah. I'm jealous. Don't place nothing in front yeah. of me. Wow. And I mean that. Yeah. So uh, you can love your wife, children, family, job, truck in the, in, in, in an order but none of those things should come before God yeah. because when they do, they have stolen the glory that God should get. And that's, you have just then created an idol and that idol staying in that place, position number one turns into idolatry. And, and most people, it's really that simple, but they don't see it as such. So that's the kind of like the why, not the no. That's more of like the what. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the the an example of or you know just give me give me some idea of how idolatry can affect you on a day to day basis? I mean, if once you start engaging in worshiping idols or you know idolizing certain things how does that not not necessarily the relationship between you and God we know we know that that's a problem but as far as the the I guess how does that what does that end up doing to you as a person yeah um, as a follower yeah <laughs> having an idol engaging in idolatry strikes the very character of God I'm going to still stay with Exodus. Yeah. It strikes the very character of God because idols and idolatry uh, directly attack the holiness and the purity of God. And, 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 and once you have adulterated the character of God, you've lost the guidelines uh, guys for having any type of moral judgment. In other words, you kind of open up Pandora's box and everything else is going to be, you know, chaotic or, or out of out of balance, if you will, unless there's a right perspective of God. Okay. And so if you don't have the right perspective of God, if God is not number one, uh, you have basically um, uh, delegitimize his holiness, his purity, you know, in your own mind. And, and you have placed something above that and that affects everything else, Yeah, everything else. And, and we have to watch that because idols and idolatry bring chaos into everything else. If we can keep, if the devil, one of his tricks, if he can keep God number two or greater, 
then in a sense he has us right where we want with because we will never ever see God for who he is. I have a question here. Yeah. All right, we have a you know, we're on Facebook Live. Okay. So what will be a host of God's actions to address idolatry? What will be a host of his actions? Could you say that again? I'm sorry. What will be a host of his actions? What will what will the punishment? What does what what does God say? Okay, you you engaging in it. All right, now all right, now, now I got to step in now. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in in verse three, back to Exodus twenty. Uh, uh, um, in verse three, he says. You should have no other gods. Verse four, don't make any idols. Verse three, don't take the uh, name of the Lord God. I mean, verse seven, don't take the name of the Lord God in vain. And 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 God literally says, He tells you how He feels about idolatry. Most people think that God is kind of soft on idolatry, but God is not soft on idolatry. The Scripture tells us. Matter of fact, I'm trying to see. I think I have a couple of them here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is exactly how God feels about idolatry. Uh, Deuteronomy 7 and 25, idolatry, God says, is an abomination. I hate it. Deuteronomy 16 and 22, God says, I hate idolatry. Jeremiah, the whole chapter of Jeremiah chapter 8, God pours out his wrath against idolatry. And that's the answer to your question. Yeah. If you read Jeremiah chapter 8, God don't just kind of wink at idolatry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> gonna God, let that slide. Yeah, God don't like, like okay. <laughs> you know, and see, because I, I've, I've been saying this for years, and you remember this as a little boy. I said, son, look, just because you're getting by, don't think you're getting away. So I need you to understand something. God doesn't wink at mm. idolatry. God doesn't just kind of, ah. God, Jeremiah chapter 8 says, God pours his wrath out on idolatry. Uh, Revelation 14, Revelation 21, and Revelation 22, he says, those who engage in idolatry, the word it literally uses, dung, manure, they're going to be dung on earth. That's how God, it, it, so... You know, yeah. th that's how he feels about it. And, and and he literally says in those chapters as well, no idolater will even enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And see, we keep thinking about Not the, adulterer, adulterer. Idolatry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Idolatry. I'm sorry. And that's that Louisiana tongue. You got it too. Uh yeah, I idolatry. Can't, I can't say the words. <laughs> yeah, idolatry. So so well well, you know, humor me here. So let's say Let's say I am, I'm dealing with idolatry. I mean, I I got me a new truck. I'm not gonna use your truck. I got me a new see, truck now. See, you yeah. keep it's all good. Okay. I got me a new truck okay. now, right? Uh, I got me a new truck. Hey, I'm missing Sundays. You know, hey, we finna, you know, me and a family. So I'm taking everybody. Right. We all missing church, right. right? We finna go down to Galveston. Right. You speak of wrath. Mm -hmm. Can you give that in a? Give me an idea of what what how how would God shut down that idol yeah you know and i can't speak because god deals with each one specifically but right when he said god pours his wrath certainly i'm talking about uh end judgment eternal end but then during the process before you experience the wrath of god you also will experience the trials and tribulations and the discipline of god right so a person who chooses to keep a number two or greater in place number one mm. God doesn't wink at it, and God deals with it, and that the way he deals with it may be with a trial, with a judgment, with a loss of something, with the loss of income. I know people who bought cars, and, and they were they, when they were walking 
and catching rides to ch- to church, they were there. Yeah. When they got the new car, like you said, oh yeah, they wasn't there. Yeah. Sunday became the day that you waxed it. Right. And I've watched those same people lose those cars. We're not talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've watched those same people lose those jobs. I've watched things happen in their lives, and, and they had no answer for it. And, and let me tell you something. We live in a society today when people keep saying, why are these things happening? I'm a good person. Listen, good, pre- good people are going to hell. But another thing is if you... You are an idolater, an yeah. idolater. There are consequences for idolatry. Yeah. And what we could be going through as individuals and as a nation and as a world could lend itself to idolatry. Yeah. You know, we, uh, speaking on the truck, <laughs> have had a coworker since, uh, they wanted to buy a new truck. Yeah. And uh, I remember talking to him, and he was like, I said, man, we all going out this weekend. You want to come hang out? Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Do uh, you want to come hang out? He's like, nah, I got some things I got to take care of. I, I got a plan, so I'm going to be working this weekend. Yeah. You know? And, you know, and this is before he even gets the truck, so mm-hmm. he already has plans. Nah, I'm going to miss out on things because I'm going to set time to get this, to get this. Yeah. To get this. So, in other essence, I'm seeing it as, and let's not use offering because, I mean, so many people think, you know, the church got millions of dollars. Are you giving yeah. it? And They don't even you know, think it's God's money. Exactly. So, yeah. let's say they are giving their money to church. Yeah. But they're not giving their time. They're not giving their, their presence. We're making it our idol by taking away from God. Because yeah. even though we're not be, not be taken away from God, we're taking away from his people. You know, it's been... It's been crazy. Uh, plenty of times I came to church and I'm like, I ain't really ain't feeling it, but yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, my presence blessed somebody else, or vice yeah. versa, theirs blessed mine. And being selfless in that area of saying, you know what, well, I'm gonna go get it for this. I'm still getting my money. Yeah, it's but really you're not really giving your all. Exactly, and that's I speaking of you know taking it your way. I could see that as me being. And and this is let let me say this. Remember what I said an idol was is an uh, unauthorized noun, person, place, or thing. Are y'all ready for what I'm about to say? Yeah. We keep thinking it's somebody out there. It could be, but it also could be me. I could have pride can allow a person to turn themselves into an idol. Thus committing idolatry because that person spends all of that time doing what? Trying to satisfy themselves, yeah, you know, trying to satisfy themselves, whether it's with the acquisition of something, whether it's with, you know, at the beach or, you know, man, I got I just got to make me feel good. I kinda, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing this for, for me. You got to understand something as believers, Galatians two and 20 says we have been crucified. It's no longer I who live, but what Christ who lives in me. And y'all, this is how we're going to guard the truth. This is not being stated. This is not being communicated. And so there are people who are doing okay things. And we'll talk about that. Because a good thing can turn into an idol. A bad thing is not only an idol. A very good thing could turn into an idol. And that thing may be just satisfying yourself because now you've moved from being self selfless to yeah. being selfish. Okay. And when you are selfish, 
about yourself, you've created an idle, at yeah. least an idle uh, mindset for yourself that you are going to please you, number one. Yeah. And see, if you made you number one, that means guess what? Somebody's got to be number two. That there can only be number yeah, one, exactly. number one. Exactly. So, right. So in, I guess in all essence, believers, they need to be able to figure out what an idol is or an adulterer. Idolatry. Idol. You got me saying it wrong. Idolatry. Idolatry. Not adultery. Idolatry. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons for this type of program. And I'm loving it. By the way, again, thank you guys so much for for joining me because you guys bring it out in me. You can communicate to millennials. And uh, uh, yeah, there are a lot of people who engage in idolatry who don't even know. They they don't believe that they are engaging in idolatry. You know what? I, I really think. You know, illustrations making it. Idolatry, idols and idolatry, seem, it's like carbon monoxide. <laughs> if you think about it, like you. What you mean? Carbon monoxide. Yeah. You, you, ha- you actually have, yeah, you have to have a detector in there because you, it's easily can sleep. I mean, you can be breathing it all night and not yeah. even know it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think if you were to equate idols and idolatry to, you know, something dangerous that we, that we deal with day to day, I think carbon monoxide. Because it's it's easy to, I believe it's easy to breathe it in. It's easy to, you know, not even notice it's there. And then before you know it, it's got you. You're gone. So what would you say would be a good checker for it? Or like, you know, again, we can buy we can buy something to plug in the wall at the house. Yeah. But what do we do? What's okay. That? Okay. Uh, the young man can in I? the blue in the blue jacket <laughs> has his hands up. <laughs> Rule number one. Never make God number two. Yeah. That's your carbon and the carbon monoxide detector. idolater detector. Yeah. If God is not, you know it. Mm-hmm. If you're spending more time with this than that, mm-hmm. or if that gets in the way of your relationship, your intimacy with God, you know, people say, man, you ain't got to go to church. Uh, yeah, you do. To be a good Christian, you do. Yeah. It's just like saying, I ain't got to work out to, you know, get my, <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you can be a Christian, but can you be a good Christian? And there, and thus that leads into what I want to say. There are Christians who engage in idolatry. Yeah. Uh, I want to read something. I want to read something. First Corinthians chapter 10, I, I, I wanted to only read verse 13 and 14, but I, I've got to read verse 1. Um, I've got to read verse 1. Verse 1, uh, notice how it says, it says, For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, uh-oh, God was not pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. Remember, these are the people that God elected. One of these other times, maybe another podcast, we'll talk about it, but God put them, allowed them to be in slavery before he used them. That's all I'm going to say about that tonight, to his glory. All right? Yeah. All right. But notice what he said. So when God delivers them, he takes them out, and notice what he literally says. God was not pleased with all of them that followed now, these things happen as examples for us. So watch this. Now, this is talking to us. Paul is talking to us. Uh, well, the Church of Corinth what applies to us. So that we would not crave evil things as they what? Cra- also craved. 
you know how most people can we can we still talk about the truck? <laughs> Not you, but just people. Right. Let's hey, just talk right. about it. Hey, let's talk about my truck. Okay, let's just talk your truck. Your what color is the truck? You, you know what? It's a black dog. Oh, you, oh, okay. you didn't just you didn't just one day say, uh, I guess I'll get one. Yeah. Let me tell you what happened. Man, I'm gonna get me a such such a type, and I wanted to have this. Yeah, I wanted to have that. Yeah, and I, you know, and then you then you start doing some research. You say, yeah. man, then and next thing you know, that idea turned to a. I gotta have it, yeah. and you know whatever I need to do to get it. Can I tell you what that word means? Yeah, craving. <laughs> okay, you, you're desiring for it. Yeah. So notice what he says here. He says, "So evil things as they also crave, do not be." Notice what he says right there, verse seven. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drank and stood up to play. Now I know the context of this, and I know we have some people out there who are probably uh, watching this. I understand he was talking to them about. Uh, they were talking about foods and things of that nature, uh, forbidden foods. Uh, but I want to show you something. Verse 12, and then we go through 13. There are some people who think that this will never happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know, man, I got control of this. Yeah. They don't have a, what did we just say? We don't have a, a dollar, an idolater. Detect- yeah, detector. detector. Yeah. yeah, thank you. They don't have one of those, yeah. all right? And and if you don't have that idolater detector, you know, rule number one, never make God number two. Yeah. Then let me tell you what's going to happen. Verse 12 right here. Therefore, let the person, him or her, who thinks that they stand, take heed that he does not fall. In other words, just when you think that thing won't get to you, mm-hmm. it's got you. It's yeah. too late already. It, it, it's already yeah. too late. Just when you think that, man, I, man, I'll never put that before me. I, yeah. I'll never walk back on God. I'll never, yeah. man, I never. He said, just when you think that, yeah. you yeah. have already slipped, begin to fall. You said something, and I said something. Kinda, wow. <laughs> It kind of heeds to something I was thinking, but also I can see it happening. Or just period. I'm a I'm gonna use a broad like we people. I know you hate you hate to hear like it's not I'm, it's it's not my season or you know yeah. uh so so many times we go through a rough patch of a season, right? Yeah, and I know you don't like it, but I got I'm using that to make uh to make a, a point, I guess, or just I'm seeing my own point. Uh, we go through a season. Yeah. We're going through hardships and yeah. maybe money low or a truck always got to my, – my car uh, stopping on me on the middle of the freeway and, you know, got to get over 45 five lanes of traffic. So you're like, man, God didn't finally open the door. Like, it's my time now. I get my new truck. Yeah. And then God didn't let you go through so much hell. Yeah. Per se. And you get out of it and you're like, I ain't never turn my back on God again. <laughs> Then, Lord, if I get this truck. Exactly. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> and it's, we already. You we at home hit, waxing it yeah. all the time. Matter of fact, you told God, man, if they yeah. ever if they ever need me to move anything yeah, at church em. with my truck, I got it. I got them. And then I, I, I didn't already <laughs> went back. Now I got to go back through that hell season because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't already made it my idol. Yeah. And I'm now, because I already made it my idol, I'm going through idolatry. Yeah. And now I'm going to go right back through the hell I just came out of. Yeah. You know? And so, you're right. I mean, whenever well, I think people say that that oh, that's God's. God has a funny way of getting my attention, mm-hmm. and I think it's more of I deserve your. I, I you he you deserves our attention. You owed me my, yeah. this attention, like All you know the I, the, what I paid. Like you, yeah. I you owe me this attention, and I think to speak with Mike is 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 speaking on. A lot of times we forget 
what cost he paid for us. Oh, wow. Okay. You know? And so, again, now your truck becomes carbon monoxide. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's crazy. That thing, that's, whatever that thing is, materialism, you know, education become a carbon monoxide. Some people can 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 be craving an education so long that they would put that education in front of God, and and thus it becomes it. Uh, a science can become an uh, idolatry because now people have tried to take science and create evolution, moving God out, making yeah. him you know two, three, four instead right. of number one, you know, creation. So uh, money is good, but you know when you crave it, desire it to, you know, only satisfy yourself, yeah. you know, it becomes an idol. And, and and I just want to finish these verses because it says, therefore let him who, who thinks he stands take heed lest he does not fall because he will. Notice what he says. However, no temptation has overtaken you, but such is coming to man. And God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape also so that you will be what able to endure. Therefore, my beloved, here's what I was trying to get. Flee from what? Idolatry. We can't play with it, y'all. You know, everybody think it's not, it's not something, you know, it's okay. I, I can, I, I don't know. You know, we, we need to flee from it. We need to go the opposite direction. The, the liberty that I enjoy as a Christian is not to allow me to run out to the edge of something, you know, uh, to needlessly expose me to a temptation of sin, but it's to turn around and run the other way. You know, I hear people, Christians, people ask all the time, so what can I not do? So that person literally <laughs> saying, how far out on the edge can I go? And verse 12 say, if yeah. you get to the edge, yeah. you're going to fall in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People want to get to, just just tell me, yeah. you know, what I can. Yeah, me, and and yeah. I'm going to go right to the edge of that. Yeah. And, and that's not what you do. Because when you get there, you're going to do just what you just got through saying. Find yourself yeah. falling in instead of. So flee from it. That's what the scripture tells us do. Flee from it. Well, I think you also have, you know, some people that say, well, I'm going to get to the edge. At that point, you're kind of compromising and you're, you're saying, okay, I can do this and do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I mean, I can have this idol. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can make God number one, one and one A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do, what's, I guess, what's, what's God's stance on competition? Yeah. Now, we kind of talked about this and we gave a little sneak peek. I was hoping we'd get to this tonight, <laughs> y'all. Uh, um, and I actually want you guys to help me explain it because we were talking about this in our post-production uh, thing the other night. Um, when we look at Exodus 20, verses 3 through 5, it literally says that God, you know, and I'll take us back to it. God is basically saying, I have an exclusivity clause on you. <laughs> God is saying, you know, I am God, you know, no others, you know, I don't share, no others. God saying, you know, I got an exclusivity clause on you. And most people don't like the fact to hearing that God has an exclusivity clause. Most people don't even know that God has an exclusivity clause, but that exclusivity clause on God basically says no competition allowed. You don't get to entertain other stuff. And, and, and if I can, I really love the way that we talked about it in the post part. Y'all kind of, you know, well, explain I mean, I, like so we, others can understand. Well, like we were, understand. like we were saying, you know, it's, it's, I believe it's, it's one of those 
it's one of those things that we see every day. I mean, you can even take it to the workplace. We'll go to the workplace first. Okay. You have some you have some companies that will say you have a non compete clause. Okay. If even if even if you leave here, okay, you still you can't do anything unless you, you ask us. Yeah, you can't, can't go in that same that industry. You can't work for that company. You can't. Yeah. There are certain things you just cannot do. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I think we made it relatable to say you know with sports, but mm-hmm. I mean even greatest basketball player of all time, oh. LeBron James. Let's go. That's what we were. Talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let me do it with the camera on me. I know. <laughs> But yeah, but like yeah, with LeBron, you know, he he resigned. Uh, actually, we'll take it to 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 uh, Giannis in Milwaukee. Um, yeah. They were trying to get another player on another team to come play with him. Mm-hmm. They told, so they ended up trying to talk to uh, this player. Are we talking he, about Major League Baseball? We're talking about basketball. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks. He had uh, the their their scouting team. You know, was trying to get this other player to come and talk with them mm-hmm. come work come play with them and he ended up did not he ended up not coming to play with them but the fact that they even talked to them they not only got fined they lost a draft pick mm-hmm. so there were consequences for them engaging in you know trying to poach another player yeah. so because up until x day there's an exclusivity clause and like I said, we see that day in and day out. It's just we when it comes to God, we think, okay, you know what, there's there's a, there's something in the fine print. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something, you know what, uh, you know, I can I can worship him an almighty, but you know, if I feel like I, you know, I need to go, you know, scratch that itch. See go ahead. It, the thing with the thing with that, and see you you, you kind of spoke on it earlier, you said, Well, what is like, what's the punishment for having an idol or what, like, how does God deal with it? You know, uh, the the human body, you cannot purposely hurt yourself. Like, you can't bite yourself to the point to where it's going to hurt. Unless something's wrong with you. Yeah. And, and that's how many people we got in the world that's, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you literally cannot hurt yourself. Like, the, and once you do hurt yourself, once you fall, you break a leg, like, you, your body has a, it has a. Your body has let's, let's, it rememorizes like no, yeah. I'm not finna do this again. I'm not I'm not finna hurt myself. Yeah, you know, like I know this, I did this, I burnt myself. This is hot. I'm not gonna know. touch it again. Yeah, I don't have to. I, I let I let the baby touch something hot one time, and now she knows. Like if Daddy says hot, like yeah, stop. Like, yeah, it, let me get my get away from it. Yeah, I really this this is an easy test to figure out if we have God with us or if we have our exclusive. If we have God first. See the thing is with God, it, when you do have him with him, you gonna know like you know what? Let me stop this because there's something that comes with that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And if we yeah, don't, yeah. if we don't have him, you you can see yourself doing stuff. Yeah, you out here wilding out. It's not a yeah. you know. And see that's the problem. People don't have a, they don't have that plugged in and where say you know what? I'm like about you to said, you don't have the you don't have the detector. Exactly. You don't. You know. So I mean, I think that go that goes. You have the detector, and. You know, I know the type of pastor you are. You, you're big on accountability. Yeah. So from accountability perspective, how do we, you know, I could call Mike, say, man, hey, man, you've been, been kind of. Wow. Yeah, yeah. you got, you know, but what if somebody doesn't have that? Yeah. So if somebody doesn't have that detector, they don't have that accountability, how do they flee from idolatry? Good question. Um, you know, 
And thank you for that little segue. You know, one of the things I like about the Church of God is bless me to the pastor is, you know, we've literally had men left here because they want to be accountable. You know, we we believe in accountability. I teach that. I I make disciples. I, I disciple millennials. I disciple older gentlemen. Uh, um, uh, um, we, we make disciples. And in that, we let them know that a part of this process is accountability. Mm-hmm. And why that's accountability? Because if there is not accountability, then we will find ourselves engaging in things because we don't have that that consciousness. Now, when we talk about detectors, because again, we know we have some people that may be watching this and, 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 um, and what I want to make certain that people understand that if you're a believer, first of all, you have the Holy spirit inside of you and that's your detector as well. Yeah. Uh, because when we engage in those things, it's going to give us conviction. Yeah. You know, when you, when you are leaving and you don't want to come to church that Sunday and you're driving away from church, and we're just using that now, yeah. you're driving all the way to Galveston. We in a truck? If, yeah. If, yeah, oh. yeah. And if you're, if you're all the way to Galveston, you driving, you popping and you locking and you ain't even yeah. thinking about, you know, man, I should, I should be worshiping God. I could have, I could have went to the beach later today. Yeah. Or, and again, I'm not saying you can't miss a Sunday We put church. them on airplane mode. Okay. okay. See. <laughs> If you have the ability to put the Holy Spirit on airplane mode, I'm glad you said that. Then let me tell you something. You more than likely don't have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because the Bible says greater is he yeah. that is in us yeah. than he who is in the world. Yeah. You can't. And, and, and here's the other thing I want to say. You don't wait eight months and grow a conviction. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit's in you, it happens immediately. Like, ah, oh, man, I need, man, I need to go ahead and turn yeah, around, man. Yeah, yeah. Let me catch the last 15 yeah, minutes, yeah, man, I, at least see, That's what I think you hit that uh, air fly. Like, hold on, let me chill out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Well, see, that's where now accountability, human accountability comes in. Because now we're like, hey, man, I noticed you've been, you know, what's, what's going on, man? And you know and, and you know how we have it with the guys. You got to yeah, be real I, with I'm them. not answering phone calls on Sunday if I missed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I was busy. I was <laughs> You know? Yeah, it'd be your neighbor. Your neighbors like, yeah, you was busy, man. I saw you washing that yeah, truck. Yeah. So, so you know, and and it's just those little bitty things. Yeah. You know, jobs can become idols. Yeah. You know, it breaks my heart. I, I see people all the time. You know, pastor pray for me. I'm I'm gonna change jobs. Pastor pray for me. I'm gonna start a new business, and I do. And then they get the new job, get the new business, and then they disappear. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. And the, the crazy part is they made so many promises. Man, if I get that. I ain't going to do it. Man, if I get that, man. You no. might, not only would my life change, but, Lord, you know, I'd be, I'd do this for you, you know. Yeah. Man, you know, God don't know how many, well, God know how many times. I can't count how many times. <laughs> I prayed to him. I knew report cards was coming out the next day. So Lord, let me turn yeah, this. Let, I don't even know what the grade is, yeah. but let me turn this into something yeah. else. Lord, please just give me a C. Just give me a C. <laughs> he waits till he turns 30 and start yeah. telling me these just things. Just give me a C so I'll get that whooping tomorrow. You know, Lord, please. You know, you know, you know I, I think I want to speak another thing, you know, before we, you know, lend ourselves toward an end here. Um, I think most recently we saw uh, here in America specifically uh, and still are seeing a very huge, obvious form of idolatry oh. uh, in the political arena. Are you red or blue? <laughs> this <laughs> is know, not a. Hey, this is not a political podcast. I, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> no. uh, you know, and 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 we're still seeing it because many folk have made blue, yeah, 
or red, yeah. you know, or green, or whatever, green, yeah. you know, uh, being Democrat or being Republican, their identity. And, and when they said their identity, they have made that their gods because that's what the children of Israel, the God was telling them from, if you're going to create something that you are going to use and you're going to identify with that and you're going to bow to that and you're going to, you know, th- th- again, that's idolatry. So in other words, in the politics we see in America, there are many who have made God who should be number one, number two, because they've decided to give their allegiance to a blue party, a red party. Mm. And gentlemen, that's idolatry. Yeah. That's idolatry. And, and, and they don't see it. They don't they don't they don't believe that that's what it is. And 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 that's exactly what it is. I do want to talk about maybe two quick things before yeah, go ahead, we go ahead, yeah. um, because you guys know. I like to deal with things such as um, speak truth, even though you guys didn't bring it. I want I want to bring this up because there's some people when they talk about idolatry, they they don't see it as same level sins, same level sins. Oh, so so oh, oh, so okay. so you're saying <laughs> mm-hmm. if we, and we're gonna we're gonna equate this to let's just say crimes. So this you're saying idolatry is not a low level misdemeanor. No, it's not. Oh, class C. The class C. Yeah, class C. Yeah. yeah, it's a big old felony, like the rest of them. That's wow. You know? uh, uh, look at this. Again, for some reason, some people think that that, and they never make this connection with idols and idolatry. They never connect idols and idolatry mm-hmm. uh, uh, with you know simple things like obedience or even prioritizing God. They, they say, nah, that has nothing to do with it. You know, they, and, and, and I think that's what contributes to uh, what most folks think that idols and idolatry only have to do with things like graven images. There's some people tonight, I guarantee you probably thought idols had only, tonight, maybe listening tonight, had only to do with graven images and mm-hmm. had no idea that it had to do with things simple as obedience, yeah. uh, uh, worshiping false gods. But it's actually much more to that. Listen, uh, and I need... Hear me, t- folk. Y'all, over the years, y'all hear me talk about sin. I'm I'm a preacher that talks about sin. Yeah. If Not gonna show you a couple that thing. No, no. I, I'm going to preach about sin. I'm going to talk about it because if if you don't think you're a sinner, then you're not going to think you need a savior. Okay, yeah. that's just it. And so we talk about sin, but 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 you've never seen me classify homosexuality as the only sin. Now, I'm using lacrosse here, and I know I've just frightened some people with this term, but you've never hear me just paint a box and, you know, put homosexuality as it's a sin apart from all other sins. I've yeah. never done that. Yeah. You've never seen me do that. And I say that because there are folk who think that the sin of idolatry, you know, is nothing like the sin of homosexuality. Yeah. So stay with me now. This is what I, uh, at least they think it's not like it in the same depth or degrees. And, 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 and that's wrong. It, now it's certainly true that sins like homosexuality, you know, especially the open and obvious sins, they have a greater impact on society, on culture, children and family influencing consequences. We, we are familiar with that. Then a private sin or personal sin like uh, idolatry where a person would watch this now acrostically read the horoscopes. Remember I talked about that. There are people who think that, you know, horoscope reading can't be on the same level as, you know, homosexuality. But gentlemen, sin is sin. 
And so if your sin is idolatry and someone else's sin is homosexuality, I need you to understand something. We both are sinners. Yeah. <laughs> we both are sinners. And God is not pleased with either. And now before, you know, somebody brings up, yes, we are all sinners. But a person whose sin is a practice, is a way of life, of disobedient to God, is a world different than that person who slips into sin and is immediately convicted by their sin. Yes, we're all sinners, but it's different if you're a sinner who's practicing it as a way of life as a sinner who slips into it and get convicted. Okay, yeah. uh, I, I mentioned him listening to church while washing his car yeah. to convict him, yeah. so that he would it wouldn't become a practice. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, now, 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 First Corinthians six nine. I, I, I got to show you this. First Corinthians six nine. Uh, you know, beautiful thing about kind of having your own program. Uh, we can go over a few minutes, right? <laughs> First Corinthians chapter six, yeah, verses uh, nine through eleven. First Corinthians chapter six, verses nine through eleven. Uh, notice what it says: Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Who won't inherit the, the kingdom of God? Unrighteous. The unrighteous. Do not be deceived. Because he's going to list the unrighteous ones. <laughs> Neither fornicators. Look who number two is. <laughs> or idolaters. Yeah. And then that other term that you were saying, Michael. Nor adulterers. Mm-hmm. Nor effeminates. Effeminates. Nor homosexual. Nor thieves. Nor the covetous. Nor drunkards. Nor revilers. Nor swindlers. Will what? Inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of God. So here's what I tell people all the time. And that's why when people tell me, well, I was born this way, I really don't have, you know, if you believe you was born that way, fine. You need to be born again. Because the Bible tells us right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, there were some people who once were homosexuals, adulterers, effeminates, and all of that, and they were changed. Mm. They had to be changed because if they were not changed, they could not enter the kingdom of heaven. I'm not making this up. This is coming straight out of scripture. scripture. (laughs) Okay. Now, now here's my point in that. If you'll notice, he says uh, in verse nine, nor idolaters. So I need you to understand something. Uh, uh, this verse is telling us horoscopes and homosexualities can keep you from going to heaven. <laughs> Same level sins. You understand what I'm saying? Horoscopes and homosexualities, those things, engaging in those things, which, you know, horoscopes, you look into another source for your way of life and how yeah. to function instead of God because God's plan for your life is in the Bible. Right. Now, now I need to bless you something, bless everybody here because, listen, just because a person is free, and I know people are going to talk about liberties and all this, so, so listen to this. Just because we are free or have liberties to do something, that doesn't give us license to do it as believers. Just because we're free to do it, that doesn't give us license to do it. You may be free to be a homosexual. You may be free to read your horoscopes, but you're not licensed or approved by God to do those things because you've just used both of those things in place of number one, thus yeah. now God is no longer yeah. the source to get the glory. Yeah. People choose to live lifestyles for their own glory. God wants to use our lives that we have for what? 
for his, his glory. glory. Yeah. You know. But it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy. Well, Scripture just told us a you, couple. You don't of have your detector on. <laughs> yeah, or, 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 or don't have one in you. Yeah, yeah. No. or you or you got one. Yeah, and you turn that bad boy off. Yeah, airplane mode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, then that's when some brothers and sisters in Christ need to come and cut it back on for you. So, last question here: Why do you think people hang on to those idols? I mean, you some people some some of them you have to drag them kicking and screaming to pull them away from those idols yeah. why is that what what is it is it who's behind it yeah. uh, you know my my short answer to why people hang on to idols is they use it for just in case yeah. <laughs> just in case they keep their other gods in their back pockets just in case, you know, God's way don't work, you know. And and that tells you how they feel about God. Some folk keep idols tucked away and they hang on to them because they don't believe that God's way work. Mm. I know, I know that, 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 you know, thing that may not seem to be a big thing. It may seem to be just an innocent thing, you know, nothing wrong with waxing a truck. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it may seem to be just an innocent thing, but that, thing can turn into an idol, thus find a person engaging in idolatry. And so we've got to call it what it is. We tend to not want to call it what it is. And and idolatry, please catch this. I want to just run some things by you just for a couple of seconds here. Mm -hmm. Idolatry is assuming God to being something that he's not. Idolatry is having an unworthy and erroneous view of God. Idolatry is reducing God to a human level like us. You know, God's not cool. God is God. Mm -hmm. You know, and people oftentimes want me to make Christ cool. I'm not going to make Christ cool. I'm going to keep Christ God because he is God. Idolatry, watch this, it's failing to trust God. Idolatry is being covetous because it involves worshiping material things. Idolatry is being lustful, uh, not just for sexual things, but for anything. It could be for power. You know, recognition, fame, or fortune. Idolatry is worshiping angels, even devils. And watch this now. I know I'm going to get in trouble, but even (laughs) dead people. There's a religion out there that venerates dead people, Mm. creating them to be deities. I don't want to call it, but I think you know where I'm going with it. And you will see their statues all over the place. And gentlemen, the Bible tells us when we venerate, you know, or worship dead people or angels or devils, that's idolatry. Every, it, it has an effect on everybody because every person can easily be caught up in idolatry. See, if, if, if people don't see God for who he is, if God is not number one, then they would be encouraged to do the same thing. And so when we do these things in front of other people and they see us practicing those things, then they believe that they can do those things. I'll say this and then I'll let you guys talk. I know we need to bring this to the end. Billy Graham said something, and I really love the way he said because he spoke of humanism as it relates to idolatry. And this is what Billy Graham once said. He said, we may have in God we trust on our money, but many have me first engraved on our hearts. And that's idolatry. Anytime we put us first, even us first, you know, that's idolatry. And so we've got to understand, I believe people hang on to those things because, you know, they don't believe 
that God works. And, and, and what may contribute to that is because those of us who profess that we believe, we're not functioning in a way that God can work his amazing grace in our lives. And now a person can, who is experiencing common grace think that that's amazing grace. But when enough of us are living in a way that we're honoring God and people begin to experience the, seeing the amazing grace in our life, then they say, I want to be like that. I want to experience that. Too many in the world think that common grace is amazing grace. Amazing grace is amazing. amazing. Grace. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Not common. Yeah. common grace is if you live next door to me, it's gonna rain on your grass when it rains on my grass. Yeah. That's common grace. Yeah. But amazing grace is me. Yeah. God specifically, intentionally gives me something that 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 shows that He's been uh glorified. He's been put in place number one, and now He's doing I'm not talking about the favor of God. I'm not talking about that, you know, prosperity stuff. I'm talking about People seeing God working in your life. And when people can see God working in your life, people want that God. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Any any final thoughts? Idols and idolatry. I think this is for the first kind of opening the door. You, you people would kind of understand what they're going to get with this type of programming. I, I, you, you guys know me, and, and I thank God for, you know, this and this platform, as I said, we're going to be doing many different things. We're going to be having other type of broadcasts, other type of podcasts, other type of programs. We're going to be bringing other people on, uh, um, communicating uh, God's truth, uh, showing that we can still guard it. I don't have to compromise God's truth, even in these days. But it takes people who believe that God is God. And you place him number one, then we can guard the truth. Yeah. And all of that will come straight out of Scripture. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of Guarding the Truth with Mike Boston. Please take a minute to share, rate, and review this podcast. For more of Mike Boston, visit MikeBoston.org. And also, don't forget to check out the podcast Mike Boston from the Pulpit on your favorite podcast app.